0: So, having read Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7, let us pray and ask God to just open our hearts and our minds this uh, evening. Amen. Alright, well, if you notice, our passage finishes with a phrase, at verse 7. A very well-known phrase. uh, There was no room for them in the inn. And um, I would uh, venture to say that the war against Christmas still rages on. It hasn't changed much. If you stop and just think for a little bit, today in the West, not many people consider the religious meaning of Christmas. Actually, most people, be it in the UK or on the mainland Europe, probably will not go to a religious church meeting this holiday, this Christmas season. It's become just a busy race to spend money on presents to get ready for a day. In Europe, our shops uh, stay open till late Christmas Eve. They open up again on the 26th, Boxing Day for some of you. Um, with these cutthroat sales you know to get the consumer back in actually when you stop and think about it there's not much of a holiday for the poor shopkeeper is there anyway I would wonder if a visitor from another world would come to our western society would see our Christmas celebrations and wonder if they're not festivities to the gods of money, shopping, and food. In reality, many people do hope for more than just presents at Christmas. It's a kind of emotional time as you kind of build toward it. Uh, We talk about feeling it in the air. Sometimes we just want somehow to return to a time in our childhood or some other good time in our past where life was just simpler and made more sense. Before the troubles of our adult life kind of came upon us. We sort of feel sure that behind all the fun and decorations... There must somehow be a message, something more, some key to life, to hope, to happiness. Perhaps that's why Christmas sort of creates dreams in the minds of many. So can we look beyond the way Christmas is celebrated today? And find any real meaning, any message for our lives today. I've always sort of been on a rampage about Christmas and it's very simple. Um, We grew up celebrating Christmas like any other family in various different ways. Now my life is always sort of divided between before and after in a lot of ways. when I was a child, we lived in a country very different from the country where I grew up, where I lived most of my life. And so Christmas was celebrated different. The weather was different. We didn't dream of a white Christmas. We didn't know what that was. We didn't want that. Because we hung out outside. We burned fireworks. We, we, we shot bottle rockets. And, uh, and on the 24th at midnight, we ran to our rooms to see what the baby Jesus had left under our pillows no Christmas tree well then there was my mother traveled to America and brought back the Christmas tree and everything went downhill from there on but you know I, I like Christmas sure you know you think about gifts and you think about everything that came with it but I have to admit never meant anything other than holiday just holidays then I came to know Christ then I came to know Christ and it made sense it was like I understood I understood that Christ had been born in me a new hope risen in me a new life and Christmas all of a sudden made all the sense in the world so let us consider that last phrase that we read, there was no room for them in the end. Have you ever noticed children, babies, you know, as they're learning to talk, one of those first words that they kind of get down really good is the word, no. (laughs) I think it's our fault as adults because we spend our Early years, early months of them telling them, no, no, don't touch, no, 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 don't touch. So, besides the mommy and daddy words, they always get that no down. And then they give it to us, you know. Sooner or later, our little son, our little daughter will look at us and say, no. And we think it's cute. And we sort of laugh about it and chuckle. And it's all right. But our first point today is the innkeeper. The innkeeper said no. Doesn't sound so cute, does it? The innkeeper said no. Uh, What was it? Uh, Was it a public guest house? Well, it was. It was. Um, Certainly it wasn't uh, uh, what our elaborate, very nice, plush B&Bs are today. But maybe someday I'll kind of explain to you and describe to you what uh, an inn would have looked like in... um, the first century, but I've always wondered this question. I've always wondered about that innkeeper. What could have gone through his heart, through his mind, making the assumption that is, that somewhere along his life, later on in years, he learned that that pregnant woman that he just sort of shoved off to the barn gave birth that night to Messiah the Savior of the world would he have ever understood and if he did what would go through his mind have you stopped to think that the man that said there is no room in the inn 33 years later that baby was hanging on a cross dying for his sins there was room for him for that innkeeper in Jesus when 33 years earlier there was no room in his inn for Jesus I wonder if he would ask for a second chance to host him To let him in his house. To serve him a meal. To show him kindness and generosity. The innkeeper said no. Well, actually we could talk about that. I could elaborate on that. I could paint you a picture. And we could make out that innkeeper to be just a really not nice man. But we really should be fair, shouldn't we? Because our public celebration today says no. If we are honest with each other, our public celebration also says no. That's our second point. I'm sure you are aware that laws are being passed in traditionally Christian countries banning religious expressions during the Christmas season countries, states, regions are more and more passing laws trying to ban the religious aspect of Christmas. Now does that make sense? Does that make sense? No wonder we hear churches cry out fighting to keep Christ inside of our Christmas day. We need to keep them in our vocabulary. May I just say, work hard at saying happy Christmas, not happy holidays. Keep Christ in our Christmas vocabulary. And keep Christ in your greeting cards. My wife and I um, uh, always... During this time, we always have to go to some store looking for utensils or something for the church. And we went to one of the very well-known stores, a uh, big one, and um, we just stood there and realized there was nothing about Jesus. There were rows and rows and rows of things pertaining to Christmas, but there was nothing there that had to do with Jesus. Everything had to do with colors, with um, Father Christmas, with, uh, with, with bells, and and, and with um, uh, uh, reindeers. And, and I was like, well where's Jesus? And over to the left and around the corner, there was a small little shelf and it had a couple of nativity scenes. About that big was the shelf that had the nativity scenes and at least the length of this if not more was all about their idea of what Christmas was you get your Christmas cards and you look at them and they're everything from Father Christmas to a wintry beautiful scene and nothing about Jesus so keep them in your greeting cards and may I say the reason is this. Christ is real. Santa Claus and Father Christmas are not. And keep him in your music. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I like a good jingle bells. But I like Silent Night more. I like dashing through the snow only in the singing part, not the actual part. But I much rather sing about Heart the herald Angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. So yes, Christmas unfortunately will always have Father Christmas, Santa Claus and Noel. It will always have food, the ins and outs of what's coming, the turkey, the ham and the Christmas pudding. We'll always have the lights The showings and the bank holidays. But let us never forget the reason for all of that hustle and bustle. The real real reason is that Jesus was born on a given day. There must be room for him in our celebration. Let us not make the same mistake that they didn't keep it There must be room for him in our celebration. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, does it cross your mind having a large birthday celebration and not inviting the one for whom the celebration takes place? I, can you imagine what it would be like if they threw a really big Christmas I mean a birthday party for you you know you, you turn some magic number and, and all your friends are throwing this big party block party and they don't invite you I mean, it's senseless isn't it so let it not be said of us that there was no room for him in our celebration And may I say on a positive note, point three, that our hearts always should say yes. The innkeeper said no. Our society says no. We ought to say yes. The truth is that Jesus came to die for you. He was born to die for you. He rose again to free you from eternal death and is coming back to take you to His Father's house. We can't live indifferent to His call. Not when we have heard it. You cannot live indifferent to the call of Jesus. For example, in Revelation 3.20 where it says this, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him. Now I want to tell you something about that verse. Something that might surprise all of us. That verse penned under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit by the Apostle John, under the dictation of Jesus, was not written a social club it wasn't written to a band of pagans it wasn't written to lawless people it was written to a church called Laodicea a church that Jesus was saying had gotten so religious it had left him outside so when you hear that verse, Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Remember, he's also talking to the church. So often we as a church leave Christ outside the door. He stands at the door and he knocks. And anyone who hears that voice and opens the door, he says he'll come into him. So is there any room for him in our hearts? I mean, is he really Lord? Not just Savior, Lord. Is he ruling? For that day was born the King of Kings. There's a scripture worth our memory, Hebrews 2, 3, that says this. How shall we escape? If we ignore such a great salvation, this salvation which was first announced by the Lord was confirmed to us by those who heard Him. The writer of Hebrews simply states a very shaking thought. How can we escape if we neglect what Christmas is all about? You see, again in the same book of Hebrews in chapter 5, Jesus says this Jesus became to all, to all those who obey him, the source of eternal life. He became the source of eternal life. That's Christmas, folks. that's what Christmas is all about. The Son of God became the Son of Man in order that the sons of men might become the sons of God. It isn't a man that became a God. It's a God who became a man. I can't think of any time of the year, perhaps Easter maybe, but I can't think of any other time of the year, best time of the year, to make sure that we have made peace with God. That there is room for Him in our heart. That we are willing, prepared, and have bowed our knees to Him. And said, yes, come into my heart, Lord Jesus. There is room in my heart for thee. I cannot think of any other time when that gift of eternal life would make more sense than to receive it at the Christmas season. So why not make room for him in your heart? And may I just remind you, if you have, Then you need to make sure you make room for Him in your everyday life. Sometimes we as Christians sort of think that it's all about Sunday. And Sunday really is the culmination of the week. It's everything we've done from Monday through Saturday. And we get to celebrate come on Sunday. So there should be room for him in your heart. There should be room for him in your life. He should be the one ruling and being in control and not us. So I do pray that this will be a very special Christmas. Perhaps like it was for me the first Christmas in 1980. I remember sitting in the living room of my house after I'd been back from the university and contemplating out what Christmas was and realizing that just six months earlier, I was lost. I didn't even know Jesus. And just a few months later, there I was, having understood the real concept of Christmas and reveling in it. And just enjoying the truth that Jesus loved me enough to come and die for me. So let Jesus grow up. Let him go to the cross so that he can rise from the dead three days later to give you life. Let's stand as we pray.